When you're trying to improve communication in your relationship, there's a right way and a not so right way. That's because the skills for communicating in relationship require you to think differently about how you say things, to ensure that even when you talk about challenging things, you're still able to build the connection between you and your partner. That's why I put together a new free guide for you. It's my top three relationship communication secrets. It's three simple steps that you can put into practice right away to improve the intimacy in your relationship, no matter what you're talking about. So visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate, that's R-E-L-A-T-E, to the number 33444 and follow the instructions to get a link to the guide. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. I want you to be able to bring truth into your relationship. And not just any old truth. I want you to be able to bring your truth, your true authentic self into your relationship. Of the many important ways that you could bring your authentic self into relationship, there's one way that I wanted to talk about today that feels really important to me. It's come up in my own life. It's come up in my work with clients. Recently came up in a conversation that I was having with John Gray for an upcoming episode of the Relationship Alive podcast. He's the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. So you might recognize his name. And the issue is this. It's a question of what... Well, it's two things. The first is... What are you asking for in your relationship? So take a moment and think about what are the things that you wish your partner did? What are the ways that you wish your partner was showing up in relationship? Whether they, you wish they were doing it more or you wish they were doing it at least some. Um, what are those ways? Can you identify them? And I'm going to give you just, you know, a few seconds of silence to figure out what what it is that you're asking for in your relationship. And if it's helpful for you, just speak it out loud. Um, you know, if you're in a crowded room or at the office, that might be kind of weird. But, um, you know, if you're just driving in your car or listening on your own, that might make more sense. Um, if you're if you are in a crowded situation, maybe take a moment and write it down or, or type it in your smartphone. Anyhow, what are you asking for in your relationship? Now, the next question that I have for you is, are you showing up that way in your relationship? So let's say, for instance, you wish that your partner communicated more about their feelings or showed you appreciation more. How well do you communicate about your feelings and how freely do you give appreciation in your relationship? Because so often what we're asking for are actually things where we're either falling short or we're not quite showing up ourselves 
Or it's possible that we are, or we do think that we are showing up that way because we're showing up the way we would expect our partner to show up, but we're not actually showing up in a way that would be meaningful for our partner. So for instance, if your partner wants to be appreciated and the way that they experience appreciation is by you cooking them an amazing meal or writing a note to them or speaking the words, thank you so much, I appreciate you. These are all three different ways of expressing expressing your appreciation. Now, generally, we're inclined to do the things for others that we wish they were doing to us. It's sort of an odd version of the golden rule. So maybe you speak your thank yous to your partner, but what would be really meaningful for them is to have you just come up and hold them and whisper, I love you, not for any particular reason, but just as a way of showing your affection for them. Um, that's just one example. So, Again, the question is, do you, do you show up fully for that with your partner? And then do you show up in a way that would actually be meaningful for your partner? Now, I know I said there were only going to be two questions, but I'm going to ask you a third question. And this gets back to bringing our true authentic self into relationship. Because lots of the time when we are making demands on our partner, it's a way of avoiding speaking our truth, being true to ourselves. So what's an example of this? Let's say that my partner Chloe comes to me and says, Neil, what's going on with you? Like, I feel like we haven't talked all day and, and uh, I'm, I have no idea what's, what's going on with you. So could you tell me? Well, you know, I might say, yeah, I mean, I've been working hard and uh, had a couple sessions with clients and now I'm working on my podcast, you know, that sort of thing. Now, the odds are that that is information and I'm telling Chloe what's going on with me, but I'm probably not responding to the question that she was really asking. So let me give you another example of something that she might have said. It might have gone something like this. Neil, what's, so what's going on with you? I feel like I, I really haven't seen you today and... And I'm feeling kind of disconnected and, and, um, and yeah, so can you, like, what's up? Where have you been? What's going on? So you can hear in that, that um, there's this additional nuance, which is like her not only saying, hey, what's going on with you? But it's also saying, I feel disconnected from you, which I may hear as a request for connection, which it really is. Or I might get a little aggravated, like, oh, you know, did I mess up? Like, was I supposed to do something? Was I supposed to say something? You know, I don't really know what I should have done. And, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's It puts you potentially in this bind of feeling like you've already fallen short, even though 
all that was really happening was your partner was asking you what was going on with you. So now I want to give you an example of what this request might have sounded like if Chloe were speaking her truth. And I'm using Chloe as an example, not because this actually happened, but because this kind of thing happens all the time. And she's actually generally really amazing at this. So I hope, Chloe, when you're listening to this, I hope you don't mind that I used you as an example. So here's the, th- the third way. And let me know if you, if you hear the difference. So the third way is this. Neil, I'm feeling really lonely right now. And I wonder if we could just talk for a few minutes. Wow. Notice the difference there? So in the first two, the emphasis was on the request, right? Like, hey, what's going on with you? It was her asking me for something. But in the third, she was still asking me for something because the request was in there. It was, you know, I wonder if we could talk for a few minutes. But the important message was, I feel lonely. She might have even said, I feel lonely and kind of sad or scared or um, I feel lonely and I don't really know why. These are all different possibilities, right? But the impact of that statement of what's going on with her, wow, that just imagining it magnetizes my attention to her. And I want to show up for that. I want to be there to meet her in her loneliness. I mean, it could just as easily be, I'm feeling all of this joy inside and I would really love to share it with you. Could we talk for a few minutes? Again, an expression of what is going on with her. Or if she doesn't even know the feeling that's going on with her, it could be something like this. Neil, I'm noticing that I'm feeling this weird tension kind of in my like solar plexus area. And um, it's kind of weird, but I'm feeling it. And I'm wondering um, if we could just sit and chat for a little bit. So again, she's not even saying what that feeling is all about. She's just saying, I have this feeling. The point is that your truth is probably less about what you want from your partner and more about what is actually happening for you. And when you can show up for your partner by offering them your experience, what is happening for you, not your experience of them and not your experience even necessarily of, you know, what's what's right in the world or what's wrong in the world, although there's a time and a place to talk about that too. But more like the core reality that is happening with you in that moment and you bring that to them, then it is a powerful force for connection. So I hope you can experiment with that, and I hope you can also reflect back on the demands or requests that you're making of your partner that you maybe are or maybe are not actually showing up for yourself, and look a little bit more deeply to see, oh, was was this request, is this really about me trying to connect? And if I were going to connect 
what would I offer of myself right now? What could I say that is part of my irrefutable truth so that I can offer that to my partner along with an invitation and then some silence that hopefully allows my partner to respond and hopefully your partner knows how to show up for that. And if they can't show up right then and there, then um, then maybe they can offer you like, I can't do that right now. I can't chat right now. Um, I would love to chat after dinner or I would love to chat, you know, before we go to bed tonight. Can we talk then? Um, and if that doesn't quite go down that way, then you can offer your partner some suggestions. So if they're seemingly ambivalent or confused because you've suddenly rocked their world with your truth, then you could say, after you give them an opportunity, you could say something like, well, if now isn't a good time, I'd love to connect with you later. And then you're also making it about the connection and not about those other things. So this is interesting. I'm thinking about a situation where it's like, well, what I really wish was that my partner cleaned up the bedroom, you know, picked up all their clothes from the bedroom floor. So does it hold true under those circumstances? Well, let's think about each of the questions. So uh, my request is, does my partner pick, I wish my partner could pick up their clothes from the floor in the bedroom. Okay, check. Second thing, do I show up for that? Well, for some of us, the answer is maybe yes. Like I, I do. I'm very careful and conscientious about picking my stuff up off the bedroom floor. Um, for others of us, it might be no. Or for some of us, it might be, well, I do pick up everything in the bedroom, but I don't always clean the counter after I'm done making dinner. You get the point there. It may be a little bit more of a broad way of looking at the situation to get at the the truth of what's going on. Now the third thing. I wish my partner were able to show up by picking up their clothes in the in the bedroom. So I'm imagining now like being in the bedroom and seeing my partner's clothes on the floor, which by the way, never happens in our household. And now I'm thinking, okay, my choices here are to make a request from my partner about picking up their clothes from the floor because I'm of course immaculate. And, but then there's a second opportunity there, which is to deliver to my partner my truth around their clothes being on the floor. So, I would wait for the right moment. And then I might say, wow, I'm noticing that I'm feeling really sad. And if I'm lucky, my partner might say, what's going on with you? Why are you sad? Notice I haven't said anything about the clothes yet. And now I might say, well, I'm sad because I just looked at the bedroom floor and I noticed your clothes there, and then I felt this enormous feeling of sadness. Notice still, I haven't said, you didn't pick up your clothes, anything like that. What I'm speaking is the truth, which is I feel sad when I see those clothes on the floor. 
And now we're having a conversation. Now my partner might understand the impact of what's going on when their clothes are left on the floor. They might be able to reach out with compassion for me and say, you know, I'm really sorry. I know you're a neat freak and, you know, whatever it is. Um, I guess neat freak isn't terribly compassionate, but you get the point. They can reach out with compassion. Um, They could totally ignore me which is another option. And what's interesting is that if they do that, then that gives me information about them. Oh, how interesting. When I communicate that I saw these clothes on the floor and I got really sad, my partner didn't know what to do with that information. Maybe they walked away or maybe they got really angry or defensive um, or maybe they didn't care or you know any number of things if my partner doesn't actually respond to me. It's all information and and we can sometimes get this sense that we need to resolve everything right here and now. Like I needed to take care of those clothes because I needed to take care of my feeling of sadness. But the reality is that once I tune into my feeling of sadness, I might realize that it has nothing to do with the clothes for one thing. Or but the the problem is really about my sadness now and not about the clothes. And I can be way more effective at taking responsibility for my own feelings than I could have when I made it about the clothes. Now, if this goes on and on, I will probably look for ways to engage with my partner in a conversation about, hey, when I told you that I was sad and you totally checked out, like, what was that about? Like, um, can we, you know, I would love to connect with you about that um you get the point it gives you an opportunity to actually open up the dialogue at some future point and to recognize that it's all a process my partner may not get it right here and now but three months from now maybe there's never any laundry on the floor again or maybe three months from now there's still plenty of laundry but the issue that was at the heart of my sadness, which might have been something like feeling like I wasn't getting enough appreciation from my partner, that sadness is potentially resolved with the opportunity to grow and be in process with each other. So that is today's episode. This question of what are you asking for? How are you showing up? for the things that you're asking for as well. And then finally, are you able to offer your truth instead of asking for anything? And where does that get you? I would love to hear from you. You can let me know in our Facebook group. It's the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Or you can always email me. My email address is neilius at neilsatin.com. I do get a lot of emails, so I can't promise that I will respond, but I do read everything that comes across my desk, and I love to hear from you. So thank you so much, and I will see you next week with a return visit from Keith Witt to talk about shadow in relationship. See you then.